Hey everyone, in this episode, you get to hear about some things that Katie and I are both working on as individuals. These are some things we're struggling with, some things we're hoping to grow in, and even some new things that we're trying to implement into our life. Uh, so it's kind of personal. Hopefully it's helpful because we are using a practical tool actually that we got from Katie's father uh, a while back, and it's been helping us quite a bit. So hopefully it can be helpful to you as well. Uh, if you do, you know what you guys, you know, what means so much to Katie and I is when you guys leave a rating or a review. So I'm just going to ask again because it feels so good and it's just so encouraging to Katie and I, when you guys encourage us and what we're doing and it really is kind of an awesome fuel. So I would love it if you guys are able to, you know, leave a rating, tap on the stars, uh, or even if you take the time to leave a review, that means so much to us. All right, we'll get this thing going. Hey, I'm Elisha Voper. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in big families that were fun, impactful, and relationship rich. Now that we're a family of our own with two young children and our third on the way, there's nothing that excites us more than seeing what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. the podcast. Today is a success already because what happened tonight, Elisha? Okay, well, tonight was a win because it was night number four of having Leon and Lucy sleep in the same bedroom with each other. And it, and it happened, and it's not Katie and I's room. They're in their own room with yeah. each other. And we, we, we moved them into the same room four nights ago. And the first night actually went pretty well. It was literally perfect. Yes. We had Lucy in the toddler bed for the first time, but we put him to bed at like nine at night. And so it was dark. She wasn't getting out of her bed and they both just went straight to sleep. And we were like, this is awesome. We got this yep. thing nailed. <laughs> yeah. And then night number two was awful. It was like brutally it awful was. for Elisha. Um, Lucy kept getting out of her toddler bed because it was light at that night. It was like 730. Mm-hmm. She kept getting out of her toddler bed, and then we finally just moved her pack and play in there, put her in the pack and play, and brought Leon up way later. Yeah. And then Leon woke up like 10 times that night. He did. He didn't. I don't think Leon or myself slept that night at all. Elisha went in there and slept next to Leon to try to comfort him so he wouldn't wake Lucy up. Anyways, it was a disaster. But then someone suggested, well, my mom and then someone else on Instagram suggested that we hang a sheet in between their beds so it looks like a bunch of contraptions are set up in their room right now we have like this huge fan as a noise canceller we have the sheet we have the pack and play and the two toddler beds but they're sleeping so anyways and this is night number night number two that has worked really well so yeah yes. we're gonna keep it going Okay, today's episode is pretty fun, I think, for Katie and I, because we get to talk about something that's very real-time to us right now, some things that we're working through. Uh, personally, Katie's working some, through some things on her, on her own, and I'm working through some things on her own. I shouldn't say on, on her own. 
you're working on some some issues specific to you. We're working through them together, <laughs> and I'm working on issues specific to me, and yes. we're working through them together. But I do think a lot of them are similar. I think that's kind of, or they're related. Sure. I think that's kind of the thing with marriage is often you do fall into similar slumps. I don't know if you guys find that's true for you, but I definitely think it's true for us. Yeah, I think that's been the case for you and I in our three year marriage now. Yeah. yeah, you really totally. rub off on each other. Yeah, it just tends to happen. So w- Katie and I are using a tool uh, for this, I guess, season because that that really started last night where we both realized we needed to implement some changes into our personal lives. Well, we've been talking about these things for a while. Last night was just like when we started implementing them. Yeah, we started taking action and yeah. like making it official. You're right. And we're using a tool that Katie's dad, the giant five guy, or the father of the big ski family, if you guys have listened to this podcast at all, then you've already heard about Katie's daddy, Chad Johnson. He showed us a tool that he uses with a lot of his coaching clients, and he calls it just the Stop, Go, Grow. I think that's what it's called, right? I think so. You heard of it first at a man camp my dad put on, yep. right? And you yep. came home to me and were showing me your notes. And you're like, this is awesome. It's stop, go, grow. And this was like two and a half years ago. Yeah, I think you're right. And you've pulled it out and used it quite often since then. Yeah. And it's very simple. It's very straightforward and and extremely practical. And you just write down three categories and you title one stop, you title one go, and you title title one grow. And it's pretty self-explanatory. You're going to put into the category of things you want to stop in your life that you just want to have come to an end and you don't want to have them be a part of who you are anymore. And then the go is for things you want to start in your life, things that maybe you haven't done before and you want to have it be a new start in your life or implemented into your life. And then the grow is for areas of your life that you already have going, but you just want them to grow, go more or go better or go, go, go more frequently. And, and so Katie and I have just been using this tool since yesterday, kind of thinking about some things in our life. And so we're going to each tell you what things we want to stop what things we want to go and what things we want to grow. Yeah. And we will have this, we always have a blog. I don't know if you know that linked to these episodes because when Elisha is editing the podcast, I need something to do with my life. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'll have that tool linked there along with like some of the books we're reading and just other resources we mentioned in this podcast. Yeah, that's right. So Katie, do you want to start telling us what you're going to stop? Yeah. So We started this last night, and we've mentioned before that we don't have phones in our room. Like, we aren't on our phones in our bed or stuff like that. But I've started this new thing where I'm turning off my phone at 9, like 9 o'clock. Okay. So that's something I'm stopping. Nice. Any phone usage after 9 p.m. Yeah, there's, like, so many studies that say you sleep better. And I typically just tend to veg out after 9 anyways. I'm not real productive on my phone. Hmm. So I can relate with that. Yeah. That's good. I like it. So mine's pretty similar, the thing that I'm stopping, and that's just media consumption at nighttime. So it's a little bit more general, a little bit more broad. But to be quite honest with you, I've been on a very, up until about four nights ago, I was on a very negative cycle of media consumption in the evening time. And this started about two and a half weeks ago when I really got hit with allergies. I thought I was just getting sick. And I was like, man, this is a bad cold. And then just kept going and going and going. Then I realized it was allergies. And uh, they've gotten progressively worse over the last three years. And this is by far the worst I've ever gotten allergies here. 
Um, but I, so that was really hindering my morning time. I wanted to stay in bed like as long as possible because it felt terrible getting out of bed. And then as a result, I was wired at nighttime. Um, and it just was not beneficial. It was not edifying at all because I would just go to what was ever easiest on whatever media device I had, whether that was a computer or my phone. And typically, I don't know about our listeners, but for Katie and I, if it's like the easiest thing to access uh, on our devices, it's probably not that beneficial. You know, if it's yeah. on YouTube or if it's on Netflix or if it's on whatever whatever it is, ESPN.com, uh, it might be entertaining and it might scratch a little bit of that itch of wanting to be fulfilled for a moment, but long the long lasting, I guess, benefit is very little. And over the last two and a half weeks, this is a pretty, pretty, pretty serious confession here, guys. I've, uh, <laughs> I've not been consuming uplifting um, media at nighttime. And I think that's carried into how I sleep and how I think and how my mornings end up going. And uh, so that's the big stop for me. I feel like when you watch media right up to when you go to bed, you kind of have a hangover the next day. Like you didn't give yourself enough time to clear your brain before you went to bed. And then you wake up unclear, too. I don't know, but that's kind of how I feel anyways. I oh. feel behind the eight ball if I just go to bed straight after consuming media. I totally feel that way versus spending the last half hour or even hour of your day kind of getting ready for the next day. Yeah. You know, getting your clothes in order, getting your books ready for the next morning, you know, making sure ever the house is clean so that you can wake up to a clean house. I know that things like that really launch me into the next day rather than just kind of drag me into the next day. And I think something else, too, with media is, like, most of the time, it's just an excuse. Like, it's easier than going through the process of going to bed. At least for Elisha and I, it's like, we are so tired. We probably should just go to bed. But it's like, what can we do for 45 more minutes sitting here? You know what I mean? And then we end up going to bed late, and we didn't even enjoy what we watched. Because Elisha and I do have pretty strict media standards I feel like um and so there's very few things that we can watch on a consistent basis that kind of line up with those standards like our values yeah yeah so we end up watching these really like boring (laughs) shows and one thing we don't do which I am grateful for is we don't watch shows that don't finish at the end so like an episode has to be totally sure conclusive there's got to be some closure in that single episode because we watched one time that one show that like every time you ended it it, like you got to the end it was a cliffhanger we did that postpartum with who lucy or leon Leon, yeah leon and that was brutal yeah so we're like never never again yeah katie and i are pretty addictive personalities both of us we are (laughs) and so we try to stay away from shows as as best as we can okay one more thing i'm trying to stop and i don't have a good game plan for this right now but it's separating work from the time with my children um because i've just kind of gotten into a habit of i don't turn on my phone until after breakfast because i do like to have that time in the morning where i just am not on my phone but at the same time my kids are up after breakfast or during breakfast and so then i'm getting you know a ton of stuff on my phone and i want to reply and i want to post and people on the east coast have already been up for a long time and so I'm trying to figure out what a good system is for that. Hmm. So stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> so the overall category is you're, you're trying to stop working while being with the kids. Is that what it is? Yeah. Just yeah. having like 
during their nap times an easy one. Like I'm able to just have really focused work there. I'm trying to figure out if I should just get up in the mornings, turn my phone on, like really Hmm. try to plug in a ton of effort and time before they get up and then put it away until like naps. I see. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to find that balance of where do I give my brain the free space and then where do I stop trying to multitask? I see. Because as many books as you read, that was like the worst way to say that. (laughs) When you read books on productivity, they're like multitasking is just bad for everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just bad for the situation. And I feel like I do that a lot. Hmm. And I think it's contributing to Leon being really whiny and needy Hmm. because he'll come up to me and be like, mama, mama, mama. And I'm just like, just a second. Like, I'm just going to finish this one thing or send this one message. Right. And instead of just being a hundred percent, like I am here. Yeah, that's right. Then you can be on it and you don't, and that's the thing is that I, I don't like whining. I mean, I don't know anybody that does like whining in their children, but a lot of times it's because you're, absent-minded as a parent for the first time they make a request yeah you don't hear them and so they're they turn and then once the wine gets going i feel like it's so hard to rail it back rail it back in um and i don't like wine i just don't (laughs) like wine at all from my kiddo so that's a good thing that's good for me to keep in mind too yeah i'm trying to figure that out yeah that's a good challenge okay now we get to get to the fun stuff so those were the things that were stopping which were pretty pretty similar kind of around the topic of media and like with the like phone thing we're trying to go to bed earlier yeah or with the like this whole like concept of turning off phones not consuming media before bed all that is to get us ready for bed right right exactly yeah they're kind of like trigger points almost yeah so the thing that i'm gonna go on or something that i'm starting and i started this morning and it was extremely satisfying is i'm starting to write more uh, or just, I'm actually just starting to write because it's something that I, I used to do pretty consistently. Uh, I would blog every week and I would just enjoyed writing. I would journal and uh, write, write down my thoughts from whatever I was reading. If I was studying something, a certain passage in the scripture, I would write down my thoughts. And I had just, I've gotten out of the habit of doing that. And that's something that I really want to have be a part of my life uh, because I, it, grow, it, make, it really, I guess, grows my critical thinking when I do my Bible time in the morning, and then I have to write down what I've learned. I have to really think about what the scripture said, and, and then it's easier to, or more, I guess, effective. And when I do apply it to my life, um, and so that's something that I'm starting, and I really am excited about it. I wrote 1,500 words this morning, which felt pretty good, and uh, it's been really fun. You guys, Elisha is so good at writing. If you've read any of his blogs before, he's just so funny, and he makes you feel so much emotion while he's writing. So I am stoked that he's writing more because I love reading it. And I can't wait for you guys to read a lot of this because a lot of it's going into two books that we're writing, like a his book and a her book. Yeah. And I'm really excited to share those with you guys because writing has been a passion of mine for forever. And I would say that's something I'm going into because of this project Yes, is writing. Um, but I think I got it. I got started a few weeks ago just because I had more time on my hands and it has just been so refreshing to my brain. It's so different than creating audio content or creating video content because it is slower, just like reading slower. Yes. And you can really transport yourself while you're writing. I feel like I agree. So anyways, I'm really excited for you guys to see that. And if you follow us on our email list, then you already know what the book's about, but 
I'm excited to share more of it with you guys. That's awesome. So is that the one thing that you had in your go category as well? No, that was just something I was Oh, talking. nice. Okay, because I, I only had that one thing in my go category. Okay. Well, this thing that I'm going on is a walk. I'm going to try it out try to get out and walk every morning. So I grew up where I spent my teen years in a little town called Dufour, Oregon. And we had a huge 50 acre property there. And one of my favorite things to do in the morning was to walk by our Creek and just pray out loud. And that time in nature is just so refreshing and relaxing and you're getting fresh air. And because of the stage I am in my pregnancy, a walk feels like a workout too. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of like killing two birds with one stone. Um, So I'm really excited to do that. It's still really brisk in the mornings, but because it's been winter here for like seven months, I feel really deprived of the outdoors. Yeah. Well, this is great too, because we do live right next to awesome walking paths right along the river. Yes, we do. And so it's cool that you get to utilize those. Yeah. And like, I'll go for walks with the kids during the day, but Leon goes at like one centimeter an hour. <laughs> like we basically stop and pick up every rock. Right. So it's way different than just by yourself. Yeah. By myself. Yes. So. Yeah. And that's good. Cause I know that for me on my, when I go for runs and longer runs, I love that time by myself. I've gotten into the habit of not listening to anything while I'm running. And I really like that. It clears your brain. You're able to think. And I think pray, like you said, during that time. And so I think that's going to be really awesome. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous. I'm kind of jealous of that one. (laughs) Okay. So what's your grow category? Okay. So my grow category is time in God's word and just edifying literature in general. And this, you know, I mean, you guys can probably already catch on that. This is all kind of intertwined because if I'm not watching pointless shows at nighttime, I'm going to be more apt to read And if I'm going to be reading, then I may as well read something that's helpful and edifying. And I just, when I kind of was convicted of this four nights ago, because this is kind of funny, because what convicted me was I was literally sitting on the, we had just put the kids to bed. I was sitting on the couch and I was watching a show and like 12 minutes into the show, I was like, I don't even like this. There's nothing about this show that I like, but it's inspiring (laughs) to me. It's not even that entertaining. I'm just doing it to do it. And I kind of, I kind of had a freak out session there, like turned my computer off. I was like, I'm going for a run right now. I didn't go for a run, but the whole point was that I was like, what am I doing? And so I put my computer away and I pulled out a biography, um, on Jonathan Edwards. And it's been really fun, you know, just reading about his life. And uh, cause I mean, obviously he's influenced so much of our, our Christian thought to this day. Um, you know, whether you agree with all of what he, you know, wrote and stood for or not, he's just influenced so much of, of Western Christianity. And so it's really interesting hearing about his life. And it's just been really edifying in the sense that it's made, causing me to think about different topics around Christianity that I wouldn't otherwise think about, especially not if I was just watching some lame shows, you know, on Netflix. And so, yeah, more time in God's word and then more time reading uh, helpful literature. And this really comes down to me being consistent in my morning time and Mm -hmm. an easier way to be consistent in getting up in the morning is going to bed earlier and an easier way to go to bed earlier is to not watch media at nighttime. And so it's funny how, how this is all so intertwined. Um, but I, I think Katie and I have gotten better at when we, when we see like a root cause or maybe when we see the big problem, maybe like the big problems I'm sleeping in too late. I'm, I'm not waking up before the kids get up then we can kind of backtrack and think, okay, well, 
are you getting to bed early enough? And it's like, well, I'm not quite getting to bed early enough. It's okay. Well, what are you doing before bed? You know, I'm watching these shows that are pointless and you can kind of start going upstream and make those changes. And it makes that bigger issue that much more manageable. Yeah. As you guys can hear, we were pretty like fed up with how we had just become like the grooves we'd fallen into. And sometimes I think it's so good to get fed up with your situation because that's such an awesome catalyst for change. Oh yeah. Like, so I don't like to beat myself up when I get there, you know, and be negative. Like, Oh my word, I'm such a loser. Like, this is what I'm doing with my life. Instead. It's like, I hate this. I could totally be a better person. Yeah. And like Elisha said, backtracking super helpful for us. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, there's so much we do have so much control over these situational things. And um yeah, we certainly don't need to be a victim <laughs> to these things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so one thing I'm growing in is Bible memorization. And I've mentioned this before, my goal is to memorize James by the end of the year. And when I don't have my mornings, I don't do my Bible memorization. And it's not like you can memorize three chapters in the last month of the year. I mean, at least I can't. So it's like one of those goals you have to stay on top of and Hmm. you have to stay consistent with, or it's just not going to happen. Yeah. You don't want to get behind. Yeah. No. And I feel like I'm kind of already getting behind. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. So anyways, I'm really excited about that because whenever I put, like, spend more time in God's word, to me, that's so arbitrary. I have a hard time. I don't know, like, I have a hard time... Like quantifying Quantifying. Yes, that's the word. Quantifying it. I really like like little check boxes or like signs of growth or signs of accomplishment, you know? And so it's easy when it's like, oh, I memorized a verse to meditate on it throughout the day. Yeah. Where if I'm just like reading the Bible, I might totally zone out. Yeah. And get through a few chapters and be like, what did I even read? Yeah. So... Anyways, Bible memorization basically is the way that I study the Bible best. So I'm really excited about that. And then like you mentioned with reading, we're basically going a little more old school, like reading and writing. I like it. Um, old-fashioned entertainment. But the books I've been reading are, okay, one of them's called Willpower. I just started reading this book, but it is so, so good. And I think it's perfect for where Elisha and I are at in our lives right now. Are you sure that's what it's called? Oh, I think it's called no, no, no. Willpower Doesn't Work. It's called When Willpower Doesn't Work yeah. or Willpower Doesn't or, Work. Yeah, or Why Willpower Doesn't Work or something like that. Yeah, okay. I will link the book yeah. in the blog, <laughs> which will be in the show notes. So just check the show notes. Uh, but it is so good, you guys. If you're looking to break any addiction or negative habit, um, it applies to all areas of life. So, so good. And it's basically setting up your environment to support you and what you want to achieve. So we've, I feel all heard, like if you're trying to lose weight or trying to not eat sugar, don't have sugar in the house. Yeah. That's kind of the concept, but this guy talks you through so many different ways you can apply this hmm. concept. Um, so anyways, that's awesome. That that's great. Yes. I'm excited to get to dig into that too. Yeah. I'm really excited for you to read it too. Cause it's just perfect for where we're at in life. Yeah. Because you only have so much willpower. Yes. You just can't go through your whole day struggling to fight for what you want. Right. You want those habits to be easy and for you to fall into them because naturally, as humans, we try to take the easiest route. Right. At least at some point in our day. You can't be like ultra disciplined all the time. At least I can't. If you can, that's awesome. And then the other book I'm reading at night is called Letters to Karen. It's a... 
old book, a really old book about marriage. And I would really suggest that book too. Elisha picked up the letters to fill up. Yes. By the, the same day. author. Yeah. Yes. And so it's written to new husbands and, uh, and then it, I'm assuming letters to Karen. Is it like a new wife? Kind yeah. Of? It's written to new wife, a new wife, um, by her dad. So her dad is writing her letters yes. about being a new wife. Yeah. I, I loved that book letters to Philip just because of how straightforward he communicated. And it's funny cause I know that like when I've read different marriage books, I've, I feel like one, maybe there's one more modern book where they're too afraid to be, um, insensitive to certain like politically correct Yeah, that's what I was going to say about this book is like they totally aren't politically correct. Yeah, it's so old school. Right. But I think that helps get the points across a little bit more effectively to me. I do too. Yeah. Um, Just because they say it straight, straightforward, straight how it is. And and, and at the same time, even though it is a Christian book, I really feel like he doesn't hyper spiritualize marriage in the sense that if there's an issue, he just tells you why it's an issue and he tells you how to fix it and why you should fix it. Rather, it's like super practical. It's really practical. Yeah, exactly. Not like, not, I don't know. I feel like there's so much Christianese around marriage. Yes. Like, okay, like it's just this really spiritual thing and it draws you closer to Christ and all these things are true. Right. But sometimes it can feel like this holier than thou relationship and you just get caught up in the clouds versus yeah. like, okay, stop being an idiot. Yeah. Like, this is a good thing you can do to another human yeah. and it'll be better. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I'd recommend that letters to Philip for men, or it sounds like Katie's recommending letters to Karen. Yeah, but I would say I hate recommending marriage books because I feel like people get offended by marriage books super easily, especially the ones I like because they aren't politically correct. So they aren't talking about a 50-50 approach to marriage. They aren't trying to like make gender roles neutral. I just like the old school, straight up like... I don't know when we weren't worried about that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And honestly, I think old schools where it's at, like our culture has progressed in a lot of good ways, but in some situations, like in marriage, I feel like, I mean, there's more divorces happening now than ever before. I'm really not interested in a ton of people's knowledge at this point on marriage, unless it's the Bible, yeah. which is always consistent. But when I read marriage books, I like when they're older because they tell you practical stuff. Like people stayed married longer, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. And ultimately I think that anytime Katie and I are, you know, I guess recommending a book, we, the only perfect book out there is, is the Bible. And yes, it goes without saying that any book apart from the Bible is going to have its flaws and shortcomings because it's, written by failed men, you know, that, that were inspired by the Holy Spirit, like the authors of the Bible were. Yeah. I had someone actually comment on Instagram and say, um, I prefer just reading the Bible, not self-help books Mm -hmm. or other people's opinions on marriage. And I don't think it's like self-help books or people's opinions versus God's word. I think you can learn so much from different people's perspectives. It's just running it up against God's word and saying, is this true or is it not? Yeah. It should never supersede God's word. Yes. And and I think that a lot of times biblical principles can be articulated in a different way through different, you know, you might call them self-help books or different people's opinions, experiences or relationships, or sometimes someone just says something, you know, and it clicks with you. Yeah. So I think that's good as long as we're taking every single book we're reading from man's opinion and saying, does God agree with this? Yeah. 
or not. And that's yeah. when you decide when to take or when to throw stuff yeah, out. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's, I think that's so true. Okay. Do you have another grow category? I, th- no, I think those were them. It was, I yeah. got a little hyper on my notes. Okay. Do I you wrote have another down one? another one. <laughs> okay. Go for it. And I think this is something we're working on together. Cause at the beginning of the year, we said that our goal for this year was organization. Yeah. We so did. we're trying to get a lot better at that. Yeah. I guess. And we're trying to grow in that area of, I mean, you mentioned our kids sleeping together or sleeping in the same room. Yeah. And that's like, we're trying to systematize stuff before the baby comes. Yes. We're really putting in a lot of effort there. I feel like. I agree. Yeah. So are there any other other practical ways that you're thinking about organization? Well, like we've been systemizing our work, so we have it planned out. So we aren't putting out fires all the time. Yes. We're trying to plan ahead of time, which is good. And then for me, a big one is communication. I feel like I've dropped the ball on communication my whole life and just been fine with it. Like I don't text people back Hmm. or I don't get back to messages. And I think I've just thought like, I'm too busy living my life. I'll see you in person, but that can really communicate disrespect to the other. Hmm. Yeah. The person on the other end, they don't know that you're thinking of them and thought that was a great text. I'm just not going to reply because I'm going to get busy. Um, or I am busy I don't want to communicate those things to people, I guess. I want them to know, oh, I, I do care about you. Yeah. And so I am, I got this big poster board. I got all these post-it notes and I'm making this calendar that's hopefully going to help. And if it does help, I will put it in a blog. Nice. <laughs> but so organizing, really organizing your communication. Yes. Yes. I you like know, it. cause you have all the platforms and then you have your text and then you have, you know, like our church Slack thread. Yeah. And it's just, it can get overwhelming. Sure. And I don't think it's worth selling your soul to, sure. you know, you have to choose who to communicate to and who not to, but I think it's important to prioritize the right communication. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And then we're also trying to systematize and organize hospitality having people over for dinner. Right. So you have people over like once a week right now, but sometimes we can pile them all up in the same week. Yes. Sometimes, and we're just like so overwhelmed. Right. And then other times we go like weeks and we didn't really take advantage of having people over. So everyone's all backed up like on our list. Yeah. It's been really hot and cold. Like you said, we'll go a while without having anybody over and then we'll have like four or five people in the same week on different nights. Yeah. Over and then we get like burnt out and we're like that was we are having yeah, that was too much. Nobody else is invited to our house ever. And then we take a huge break again and then we yeah, yeah. it's not a good cycle. And it's the same thing for play dates for me. I can tend to be an introvert and just work at home a lot and and love it. But I think it is important to be out and be hospitable and be connecting with other women and stuff like that. So Cool. Anyways. I like it. I want to grow in my, the organization of my day-to-day life. Yeah. So you guys, that we, we might have made this tool sound kind of confusing. I don't know. But it was really helpful to Katie and I. And I would really encourage you to go check it out. Um, once again, I want to give credit where credit's due. And that we did not create this tool. Katie's dad did, Chad Johnson. We but, don't really create anything we do. We just put our own spin on it. Yeah, that's true. There's nothing new under the sun. Yes. <laughs> that's true. Um, but go check out this tool. on. Uh, it, are you going to write a blog with this? Yeah. yeah, it's in the show notes. In the Everything show notes. we mentioned will be in the show notes. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, and I'm going to continue using this tool, and I hope that you guys find it helpful as well. Katie, any parting words? Well, I just wanted to thank you guys who wrote reviews this week. We had like 10 people give us reviews or ratings, and then there were like five of you that wrote such sweet reviews. And I can't say 
enough how humbling that is every time we read one. Mm-hmm. Elisha and I are just so thankful for you, and I just want to thank you for listening, for supporting us, for encouraging us, for taking the time to do that. I don't know. It just means so much because sometimes you feel like you're talking into a microphone or you're talking into a camera and it's just a huge blessing. And I want you guys to know that I wish there was a comment back feature so I could say thank you so much, but I can't. So I just want to thank you right now for each one of you who have read a rating uh, or have left a rating or a review. Yeah, me too. It means a lot to me as well. All right. Well, we're going to call it a night and uh, we'll get this thing edited and then we'll get it posted. And then obviously it's already posted. (laughs) I think we're just going to call it a night. Okay. Bye guys. Bye-bye.